0: Hey, did you guys know that the survival rate for COVID-19 amongst Major League Baseball players is 100%? Hey, did you guys know that more Major League Baseball players have died from uh, boating accidents while doing cocaine than they have died from COVID-19? Welcome back. It's another episode of Baseballology, where we speak truth to power. I'm your host, R. Brown. Let's go. I've missed you guys, you know, uh, it's been a minute, it's been a minute, I was on a, a podcast the other week, and uh, Doug, Doug on this podcast, some baseball podcast, said he listens to I've I've had several people ask me when I'm doing another episode, and I do one when I feel like it, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like this underground cult following thing I've created on Twitter, which is a little bit scary. And uh, so I'm gonna drop one. I'm gonna dro- happy, happy Monday, happy Monday or happy Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this. If it's Monday tomorrow, game one of the World Series, your Atlanta Braves. If you're a Braves fan, and uh, tomorrow, if you're listening, happy, happy opening day. Ha- sorry, happy not opening day, happy game one day of the World Series. I want to read you guys a stat that was from August 25th of 2020. Uh, It says, Pure Research found that out of the fewer than 50 million Americans on Twitter, only 6% of those Twitter users account for 73% of tweets about national politics. That means fewer than 1% of Americans are frequently weighing in about politics on Twitter.com. Now, what we saw over the weekend was... Travis Tritt, Travis Tritt, homegrown from Marietta, Georgia. Uh, they announced that he's going to sing the national anthem for game six of the NLCS. Uh, because I grew up with a dad and have a frontal lobe, I, I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Travis Tritt singing the national anthem. That's awesome. Uh, many others were, were happy. But you hopped on Twitter, and Twitter told you that that Travis Tritt is the worst person in the whole world. Uh, these are the same people like the night before that said that like Luke Jackson's the worst, you know? So you hop on Twitter and it's like, Oh my gosh, people hate Travis Tritt because Travis Tritt canceled uh, any shows where the venue requires proof of COVID-19 vaccination. He canceled those shows. God bless him. And so people on Twitter uh, hate him. So you hop on Twitter and you're like, Oh my gosh, people hate Travis Tritt. Like, is he going to like, are they going to let him do it? Are are the Braves going to let him do it? Are they the going uh, to cancel this guy? And then he he shows up, sings the national anthem, and crowd goes crazy, and they're chopping, they're chanting, and he's having a great time because he grew up with a dad. and And then Twitter's just melting, and, and then you realize, wait, you know what? Twitter's not the real life. It's not it's not the real world. And I I've known that for a long time, but some of you might not, you know. Might not know that or or uh, understand that just because you know if you're on Twitter all the time you think that oh my gosh this is real life that's that's how Hillary lost the election in 2016 they looked at Twitter and they just assumed she was winning and then she lost because um, as this research poll shows and there's been tons of other research that have that's been done about this fewer than 50 million Americans who are on Twitter uh, only six percent of those users account for 73 percent of, of, uh, tweets about national politics. So less than 1%. Yeah. And, um, so now, now major league baseball has to go to Georgia to play the world, to to play the world series. And, uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a weird time. It's a, weird, it's a weird time when, like, Democrats are no longer Democrats, you know what I mean? Like, all your buddies on Twitter and Facebook that are Democrats, like, three... not I don't know, like, maybe Trump... Maybe it was after 2015, but something happened to their frontal lobe where they, Like, for years, Democrats were funny and, and cool. They gave us the drive-by truckers, okay? They gave us cool stuff like uh, REI, all right? They gave us cool stuff like Subarus and um car talk which is a radio show that's on npr for all those years they gave us kind of cool stuff and they were funny they're like they were the funny ones and now these people it the covid you know mandates it's weird and what's funny to me is these people on twitter who are like crying about travis tritt uh canceling his shows that require covid vaccination status they'll literally go to a braves game that doesn't require (laughs) covid vaccination status like the jokes just write themselves every day the jokes write themselves so yeah uh and i I joke on twitter we got to keep the dads in the home but by god i think i'm right you know what i mean like if you if something happened to these people maybe at a young age at a young age they their dad left uh or their dad sucked and and they and they just tried to fill that void with um you know, Keith Oberman or something. I don't know. It's weird. So shout out to Travis Tritt. I hope he, I hope he sings a song, you know, for one of the game, the the games in the world series. That'd be kind of cool. Nonetheless, Rob Manfred and Stacey Abrams have to watch the Braves play in the world series. It's beautiful. You know, uh, I recorded a podcast back during the all-star break about it. And, um, I mean, it, it just, it, Somebody on Twitter yesterday told me they were like, uh, they're they're trying to dunk on me, and they were like, you know, you know, MLB moving the, you know, the All Star Game was a, you know, was a private business decision. You know, private businesses should be make should be required to make their own decisions. And I was like, hell yeah, I agree. Uh, what do you think about like private businesses having to, you know, you know, make their employees take the COVID vaccine? And then, you know, he didn't have an answer for that. <laughs> So, so, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So, uh, man, yeah, the All Star Game. It, you know, I think there are a few. I think I've I've seen a few like liberal, like Twitter people that I that I just you know uh, go back and forth with who I think are kind of getting it, and they're realizing, oh my gosh, like this is this isn't like the 2008 Democrat, you know the 2008 Obama Democrat, of which I was one, you know, then it meant, okay, you're liberal. You don't really want to, you know, go to Iraq and, you know, go to war all the time. You know, like you, you, you like NPR and you're like an intellectual and you think, you know, Lindsey Graham is stupid. Like that was what being a Democrat meant. Now, now it's like, if you question anything, anything on the left, like you are, You know, all right, (laughs) and I think people are slowly realizing that you know it 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 really wasn't about Trump. You know what I mean? It kind of wasn't about Trump. Um, You know, the All Star Game was a glaring example. This they they you know Georgia passed this you know voter bill basically like um, you know made it to where you have to provide an ID to vote, and it's like and these same people. (laughs) who are mad, want like a COVID vaccine to enter, you know, a business. So it's it's, it's crazy. And it, the optics was just, it was just bad. No matter what your politics were, uh, you have to laugh at the optics because they move it to the most Caucasian place I've ever been to. Like I've not been to Vermont yet. I've not been to Maine, but by God, Denver, Colorado, it's a giant things white people do mean okay everyone's wearing chacos everyone's wearing patagonia everyone's driving a subaru everyone's drinking fat tire everyone's you know like gluten-free it's like it's like you're gonna move it there you're not gonna move it to like i don't know like texas or uh, I don't, new york or la or la la would have maybe made sense because la is like woke they move it to colorado And and L.A. is also, you know, a lot of minorities, but they moved to the most white place on earth. It was just crazy. And and now and now they have to play in Georgia. And I remember after that happened, uh, Derek Schiller, I think his name is Derek Schiller, the president and CEO of the Atlanta Braves was in the booth, the TV booth, uh, during a game one night. And um, and he was asked about it and he. And you could tell, like, you could tell. He didn't say, but you could tell this guy did not vote for Brandon. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, you know what? I want them to have to come back to Georgia for the World Series. That's my goal. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell, let me get my headdress and start chopping by God. Hell yeah. And now it's going to happen. You know, I didn't watch the Braves a lot during the season. Uh, we (laughs) We ended up uh, getting cable just to watch the Braves because you know uh, Hulu and and Fox Sports South now Valley Sports like had some weird breakup and they never came to terms so I had to get cable and so got cable and me and Nikki we didn't really watch a whole lot of games we we checked in and out I had it on the radio more than the TV um, and that's not because I'm a hipster but it's just true I I like Ben Ingram and Joe I think they're I think they're great and and like low key Joe kind of says what he wants i don't want to get him canceled but he says what he wants on the radio he can't say some of that stuff on tv because braves twitter uh and social media would absolutely melt it's beautiful so i've got the game on outside sometimes when i'm grilling through the summer um at night you know if it's like a late game i'll turn it on i got a little like early 90s panasonic radio next to my bed i'll I'll, like turn it on low and I'll, i'll like i'll listen a little bit at night um but didn't really watch a lot of Braves baseball, like <laughs> full disclosure. Uh, and I've got a baseball podcast. So like sometime over the summer, my father-in-law, I was, I was down there in noon and my father-in-law Scott was like, Hey, so what do you think about the Braves? And I was like, they suck. <laughs> He's like, do they have a chance? I was like, no, <laughs> they don't. They suck. Their pitching sucks. Uh, everybody's hurt. Like, you know, no, there, there's no chance. <laughs> and then my dad Talking to him all summer, my dad all summer was like, Josh, this, I'm telling you, this Braves team, he always says, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Josh, I'm telling you, this Braves team, it's the best team in baseball. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm like, everybody's injured. They like, you know what I mean? Like the, they suck, you know? And he's like, Josh, I'm telling you. And then my brother also was, was saying the same stuff and, and ben, uh watched and listened to a lot more baseball than I did. And, and also when football starts, honestly, even when I'm really into the Braves during a season, like I, I used to have to kind of be with We would We would do podcasts every week, uh, multiple podcasts every week, right? We had like three podcasts per week. So so because of that brand and because of that podcast, we were like super involved, hyper involved with the Braves. And then when we stopped uh, doing Knuckle Manation back in um, like January, February of this year, it was kind of a relief. Me and JT and Ken were all like, thank God. We ain't got to watch like every game, every moment and have to react to everything. It's kind of freeing when you don't have to react to stuff, you know? Um, so that was kind of me this year. That was kind of me after like four years of, of doing that podcast, which was like the best time ever, made two best friends, uh, made tons of friends, on the Twitters and uh, with you know Braves media, uh, it was a relief to not have to you know keep up with like everything and the minutia of everything, right? So I kind of checked out, kind of checked out all summer, and I really thought they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then they win the division. And I'm, I was like, okay, they, you know, like okay. I didn't say this on Twitter because I love I, on Twitter. I present myself as a an an Atlanta Braves apologist. Like the the Braves could uh the Braves could have been fifth place and I still would have tweeted about them as if they were the nineteen twenty six Yankees because I enjoy triggering like Dodgers fans, Mets fans and, and Cardinals fans. So so on Twitter I'm like I'm very, very pro Braves, but like full disclosure, even when they won the NL East, I was like, I mean, good job. The division kind of sucks. <laughs> And then they play the Brewers. And, like, I the, I didn't know much about the Brewers. Like, I had to Google the Brewers, the 2021 Brewers. And they have some girl named Jackie playing outfield. I'm like, I'm not impressed. And then they beat the Brewers. I watched the end of that last game, okay. And I was like, okay. All right. So, I I doubt they're going to beat the Dodgers. Up, Literally up until <laughs> before game one. Right up until... Game one of the NLCS, I was like, the Dodgers are going to destroy the Atlanta Braves. And then I watched game one of the NLCS. The first game I watched all year from start to finish, including the game I went to with Dren and John D. Howard. Uh, When, when Tukey came back off the the DL, we went to that game. Uh, Dren was in town from Utah and we we went out there and, and um, I think we ended up, Taking our seats around the second or third inning, and then we—I mean, I I didn't watch that whole game. So technically, this was the first game I watched from start to finish, all of it. I watched it like I was a a kid again. And the Braves win Game One of the NLCS. I call my brother the next day, and I was like, Ben, um, I don't want to sound crazy and hyperbolic because you know me—I'm full of crap. You know, so I gotta—I gotta make a disclaimer here. I'm not just saying this. Because I normally just say stuff, right? But I, honestly, this is like watching the '90s. I'm getting a '90s vibe. I'm getting a '90s vibe. The fans, the the energy, the players. Some of these guys are like no-name guys, and you got some young pitchers. Like it feels like the early '90s, dude. Like like they're good. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I know. I've been telling you like all summer." And then uh, I watched all of Game Two, all of it and after game 2 called him again called my dad i was like guys like this team it's the vibe not not just like the analytics you know a lot of the bats hadn't even woke up the first two games so so i'm not even going i'm not even going on analytics you know what i mean i mean i never do anyways but like I, i'm not talking about like you know the numbers i'm like th- this team and the energy and the fans and the vibe and the culture and the i'm just like y'all it's like the early nineties. I I think I see it now. And my dad's like, I've been telling you all summer, <laughs> they're the best team in baseball. And then, and then Saturday night, I watched, uh, I watched the, the half of the game. I was at a, a radio event, um, in Buckhead at the Hyatt, where I won like four Gabby awards, no big deal. And I was on stage with Monica Kaufman, no big deal. Anyways, after that, uh, uh, Monica ended the event, uh, right at like nine fifteen Cause she knew that it was, um, you know, Braves game. And so we went out to this ballroom and stuff. And there was like, there was like a DJ and there was like an open bar and I'm hanging out, I'm schmoozing with all these radio executives. And, and then some, some young employee actually busted out like a, like a big screen in his laptop. And so we got the Braves on, but then after a minute, like I like after that Rosario home run, um, I was like, I was, I really felt like, Oh my gosh, they're about to go to the world series, you know? And I want to, I want to I soak this in and I'm weird in this regard, but I actually went to my hotel room and watched, um, innings like five on, uh, by myself in my hotel room <laughs> when I, when I had an open bar at my disposal, that's how weird I am. And, uh, and I sat there and I called Ken Hendricks around the seventh inning. And I said, I said, Ken, um, I think it's happening, dude. And Ken was so nervous that he wasn't watching the game. He wasn't watching the game. He was just keeping up with it like on his app, either an app or Twitter or something. Like he was he was keeping up with it, maybe on a on the at bat thing, you know. Cause we were all texting back and forth, me and Ken and, and John Howard and JT. And uh and I I had to call Ken, you know. And I called my dad and we talked, uh we talked during the whole Luke Jackson inning. Um, you know, just about the Braves and, you know you know and how how fun this team was and and everything and told him I loved him and you know like the I grew up on the Braves I grew up like if, if you if you're a Braves fan I you know and you grew up in the 90s it, it's it's different than and this is no slight at some of my younger listeners you guys are you guys are great and you guys grew up Braves fans but there was something about growing up in the 90s like you know with with the with the dad who you know was a massive Braves fan and you you're growing up and you're watching you're watching 91 you're watching you know you know you're watching you know Steve Avery and and uh and, and Ron Gant get pulled off the bag and you know you know and the Braves won it all in 95 but uh and they won like 14 in a row but there was always like this chip on their shoulder you know like like Kent Herbeck pulled off Ron Gant off the bag and 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 was called out you know uh like it was always it was always like the man was against the Braves right there was all those years when Andrew Jones, you'd watch a game. Andrew Jones would make these amazing plays. And then you watch baseball tonight on ESPN. Cause back then, like that's all you really had was ESPN and no mention, no mention of it, none whatsoever. Um, and that's by the way, side point, a lot of the reason I think why Andrew doesn't get a lot of love in the hall of fame. Cause, cause the national media didn't really highlight him. we, we were watching them every night. I I remember all these plays in my head, but try to find them on the internet. They're not there because like ESPN. So, there was always this, this thing that like the man, the corporate world, the, you know, the national media had against the Braves. And so, so now we're going to the world series for the first time in 99. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, I hope you're happy. Um, I will not be going to the games because I am not rich. I don't know how y'all people get these tickets. Maybe you're selling a car, uh, to pay for it. Maybe you're maxing out a credit card. Maybe you're taking on a personal business loan. Um, I, Sorry, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch at home or my dad's house. But uh, happy happy Monday, happy Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this. Um, go Braves. Go Braves. You deserve it. We deserve it. I'm excited to see what happens in this World Series. All right, take care.